Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. I'm Angela Fazio. And I'm Kristen Cantrell. And today, you guys, we get to talk to Gia Young. Yep. She is our only, our second mortgage broker we will ever have on this show, but she is absolutely fascinating. I cannot wait for you to hear her inspiring story. So Gia, get us a little bit, get us started and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, ladies. Well, my name is Gia, of course. I go by the gorgeous mortgage nerd. I'm a mortgage broker with this company called Direct Mortgage Investors, Inc. So I do both residential and commercial real estate um, lending. Um, what brought wait, me to this? Wait, hold on. I have to stop you. You have to tell me. You go by the gorgeous mortgage nerd. Is that your Instagram name? Yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Why do you think I opened up her profile and I was like, I got to know this girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it's so catchy. I love it. Cause you are gorgeous. That's oh, for sure. You. And then thank throw in the nerd and we're like, what is this all about? <laughs> right. right. So it was more um, of the branding as far as, you know, the, the stereotype of nerds being unattractive and of course, the little gorgeous part kind of threw it off, a little catchy. And it yeah. was also kind of, you know, um, empowering myself a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of a big secret. I, I struggled with a lot of um, insecurity growing up. Yeah. So I started the little gorgeous this, gorgeous Gia, just calling myself gorgeous. That kind of reminds me. It's not even just about the appearance. Appearance is more of like who I am and. Yeah, so that's how you over yourself. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. I so no, yes, I'm, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, and I'm a mother of a bossy one-year-old. His name is Nazir. So he is a big part of my why in this industry as well. So I know we'll get more into that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you guys, I. I can't, I can't wait for you guys to hear the strength and the inspiring example that Gia will have for you guys. So sit tight through this whole episode because she's going to, I don't know, I'm, I'm inspired by her for sure. So where do you want to start, Gia? Do you want to talk about why you decided to get into the real estate industry? So um, I found myself pregnant and single. And um, at the time, my full-time job was just enough to basically pay bills and a little to get by. And I was seeking a, you know, actually a part-time job to where I can just feel comfortable bringing a little one in this world. Well, um, at the time, I was actually pursuing home ownership, and I was frustrated with my MLO. He was very... Um, cold shoulders. I didn't, this was my first time even being like purchasing my first home, anything to do with real estate transactions. So I didn't know what was going on. So in the case, I got three no's actually. I kept getting denied three times, but every time I saved my own file by doing my own research. So I was like, well, let me see if I can study. And since I'm practically doing his job, let me see if I can actually become a mortgage loan originator. So my home 
whole pregnancy I actually studied while I was actually pursuing home ownership. Finally got um got under contract and I did I did a new construction. I ended up going in labor three months earlier than expected. Um, I was actually I actually went into the hospital the day that I was set to initially take my exam. So I had my preemie baby. Um, he was a strong preemie baby. He stayed in there for like three, four weeks, and some yeah, four weeks. And as soon as um, we got home, I took my test and passed the first try. So initially, what brought me into uh, the real estate industry was seeking extra money. Um, but as I my beginning journey was. It was hard because I dealt with postpartum. So throughout my my pregnancy, of course, I was going through life, other things that, you know, trying to adapt and learn myself again as a new mom and um, postpartum with my behind. So here I am, a new mom pumping, trying to prospect with new realtors and that they're hearing a baby in the background. Like, okay, excuse my coworker. Okay. You know, and just dealing with like all the different emotions, that was the hard part, but I kept pushing through. And I feel like the hardest part was to just keep going because in the beginning you feel unseen. In the beginning you feel like nobody wants to work with you. And on top of already dealing with the emotions of postpartum, that was hard. But there's so um, many, there's so many factors that you had that just could contribute to. I mean, I just think about like, you know, being a new mom at home and just feeling like you're just surviving and for you to be able to like throw in like a really, really hard test in the mix of all that you're, you are taking care of a brand new baby all on your own. Like, and it's, it's so, so hard. So when you went through postpartum, you know, tell us a little bit about like, how did you know you had postpartum? What did you do to deal with it? Like, are you better now? What, like dive into that a little bit with us. Um, I was actually in denial for a full year before I actually mentioned anything to my doctor. Wow. So one triggering, um, it was multiple factors. So one, I was waking up with scratches all over my legs and my arms. So that was a sign that my nerves was bad and I didn't know what was going on. I thought I was hitting stuff, but, um, come to find out my, my doctor was telling me I was scratching myself and that's a sign of nerves. Um, second thing, I would cry a lot. Even when things were going good, I had a new baby, a new house, everything was going good. I, you know, passed my test and I was still sad, very sad. Um, another big factor was I didn't recognize, recognize myself. That saying is really true. Even looking in the mirror, I could not physically recognize who I was looking at. So those were three big factors. And I was just like, okay. We got to we got to do some praying. We got to push. So after a year of denial, I actually um, decided to start uh, postpartum medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I it, that was hard because I'm a, I'm a person that like I'm so against medicine. Mm-hmm. But one thing my doctor told me, she was like, I'd rather you get on something because you, you're juggling a lot. I'd rather you get on something than you risk a nervous breakdown. And that's harder to come, you know, to overcome. Mm-hmm. So I I ended up getting on postpartum medicine and within six months I was good. I got off of it and went, oh my gosh, that was another ballpark. Like as far as breaking away cold turkey, you have mm-hmm. to go through those withdrawals. 
But after I overcame that, um, another big factor that helps was prayer. I, mm-hmm. I made yes. my business to pray. Even if I was tired, I made myself get up every day at four o'clock, meditate and pray. Mm-hmm. So I that more um, credit than anything else. Gee, I, I did tell you before you, you are action. you are extraordinary. And, and I mean, all of those factors would make a, a regular person stick their head in the sand and give up. Mm-hmm. So God has gifted you with such extraordinary strength. And I know you know that's from God because we've spoken, but it's, it is inspiring to me because I know that women want to deny the postpartum thing in themselves because we don't, we don't like to be off. We feel weak when we're off. Right. And, mm-hmm. and we want to feel strong and, but it's a, it's a real thing and it's not something to mess around with. So, you know, for you to have dealt with that for so long without any intervention medically or for, you know, that's tough. I'm, I'm really impressed by you. Well, and to even throw, I mean, just to think about starting a hundred percent commission career, like you are literally all in and you have to go and you have to find people. So to have to go out and find people when you're dealing with all those other elements, like it's hard to do that if you're feeling like a hundred percent. So how did you, uh, how did you put yourself out there to start getting in front of agents and to start building relationships? Okay, so my brand is basically faith-based, have faith-based and have motivational. Um, So I actually uh, use the motivational tactic and actually educating. So um, as I learned, like in the beginning, like the first year is all learning for me. So the more I learned, the more I shared what I learned. So it kind of gave me a little credibility, like, oh, she knows what she's talking about. At At the beginning, I mainly targeted people that was like me, like, felt you know not knowing where to go how it works and i was able to basically hold their hand and like here this is this term means this you know calm down just because we can't get it done we i'll give you a game plan like this is what you need to do to get it done i was in your shoes a denial is not a never it's just simply not right now so i was able to i'm more relatable to the people that um the first time home buyers. So I was relatable. That's how I started getting my first clients. So now that I have grown and pretty much know everything on the residential side, um, commercial is my new thing. I'm learning more and more every day and I'm starting to attract first time investors. But one thing that I did learn, a lot of people in this industry just try to, you know, jump at the luxury clients and stuff. And I'm, you know, I just want to be within my lane and allow myself to grow and help the clients that's you know, that I can relate to right now. And I'm okay with that, you know? You know what? The other thing that you said right at the beginning, I don't want, I did, I don't want to jump over it because I've never heard anybody make a comment that's so accurate. When you first start in this kind of a business, whether, you know, hundred percent commission, when you first start, you said, I felt unseen. Mm-hmm. And that is like the most accurate phrase I've mm-hmm. ever to describe how it feels when you're trying to gain traction and you just feel like nobody's going to pay attention to you and, and bring business by you. It's the, that's like the best description ever feeling unseen. And what an easy, like when you feel unseen, it's so easy to give up. 
Like it's literally, you have so many different fear factors that come in and creep in and make you just feel like I should just give up and do something else. So like, oh, so hard. You and yeah. I, Kristen, remember when we felt that way? We never said yeah. it that way. But mm -hmm. when when uh, when we were starting this new venture that we're doing now with EXP Realty, that's exactly how I felt mm -hmm. for a little bit. And Kristen and I would have to pump each other up. She would call yeah. me and she'd be, like, she'd be like, I'd call her and I'd say, Kristen, tell me I don't suck. I don't think I suck. Do I suck? And she's like, no, you don't suck. <laughs> or she'd call me and she says, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. Am I good at this? I'd be like, yeah, you're good at this. <laughs> I still feel like that. I, still, we I was at a women's conference. I, if I don't go to like motivational conferences, like on a regular, I feel like I don't know how I would get through it because it's like, you have to be reminded constantly that everyone struggles with this stuff. And if somebody says they don't, they're full of shit. So it's like, <laughs> right. Like you need the tools, you need the tools that will help you get through like feeling like, oh my gosh, like why would anybody listen to me? And I'm a loser and blah, blah, blah. All those little self doubts that creep in. You have to have the tools and the people around you to get you through feeling like that's so that you can push through. And Jesus Christ, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to rely on him <laughs> through the whole process. Because I would be a liar if I said I didn't have those moments where I'm like, maybe I'm in the wrong field. Like, mm -hmm. I may, you know, because you have those growing pains. Like, in the growing pains in real estate, you just, you have to experience them. There's no way around it. Like, mm -hmm. you have to experience a fail in order to learn. There's no way around it. So, um yeah, I now I'm learning whenever something like that comes up. I'm just I'm my percept my per, uh, perspective on a lot of th a lot of things has changed. Like I had to check my perspective on a lot. Instead of like, oh my God, I couldn't close the deal. Like, what did you learn in this process to apply mm -hmm. to your next deal? You know? So mm -hmm. I guess it's a lot of perspective checking in this industry and you gotta find the ministry in the industry as well. Because you change lives, you know, you, you're allowing, you know, I mean, even from like residential, like this, this is a big purchase. This is a big accomplishment for a lot of people. Um, commercial, you change your lives in regards to their building cash flow for generational wealth. It's just, it's, it's a lot of good things and you just have to find your why. And that's, I found my why and that that's what keep me pushing. So it doesn't so feel work. <laughs> How are you, when you say you're breaking into the commercial side of everything, right? So tell us, what does that mean? Like, how are you going, are you going out and like your new goal is to build relationships with commercial agents or what are you doing? Yes, all of the above. So um, I'm actually, I set a little, I put myself on a plan. Like I'm doing more networking. I'm getting out my shell. Cause again, like I'm fully, um, healed from the postpartum thank god mm -hmm. fully healed have, have been um been on medicine for some months now so i'm ready i was kind of hitting like i'm i i know my social media presence seems like i'm like i am social but in reality i'm very shy <laughs> but um yeah i'm getting out my show so like every two weeks i um have been meeting up with other commercial investors um realtors brokers, just kind of getting in that space to learn, you know, and not, you know, making myself feel like I'm just, you know, know everything about it, but just being completely transparent, like I'm interested how I just want to know every side, 
so I can become that powerhouse that I see myself being in the next few years. Yep. I don't have any doubt, Gia, that you will be absolutely a powerhouse. You are now in my eyes, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any advice for anybody that is a single mom out there that's deciding like, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to build a business on my own. Like what advice would you give somebody that's out there listening? Keep going, trust in you and pray. I go by the slogan, pray, believe, grind. If you mm. pray, believe what you're praying and put the work behind that prayer. You know, just because you pray, does it, you know, it doesn't hold much weight, you know, but whenever you put that first, it, even if you see just no way out, just continue moving, you know, just continue moving. God's going to clear that path. And it gets hard, you know, very, but it gets easier. It gets easier. That is great advice. Pray, believe, grind. Pray, believe, grind. (laughs) Well, and I I love that because I'm hearing a lot of people say that lately. Like, it's not just the, you know, praying and the, you know, the, you know, putting all the good vibes out there, whatever people are doing, like it's, you have to put the work in too, right? And so I think that, um, I don't know why, I feel like that's coming up a lot lately when people are talking to me. So I love that you pointed that out. Yes. And be patient. You know, it's not timing is everything, you know, it's God's timing. So I know yeah. I'm a big planner. I, I I would plan my whole life if I could. But, you know, I notice what comes with planning comes with some disappointments. If you don't meet a certain, you know, mark, just learn how to be flexible with God's timing. Still plan, but be flexible with your plan because it's not about, you know, make sure your plans are in alignment with God, God's plans for you. That's, That's awesome it, advice. <laughs> That's humble advice. When you approach your life that you're not in control, you can, yeah. God wants you to plan. He wants you to make good plans, but check with him because we are not in control. He is. I love that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I want to thank you so much for all. I think you gave advice throughout the entire time we've been speaking. So um, I appreciate you being transparent and vulnerable with us. I know that our audience is just going to love you. Oh, thank you. And thank you, ladies, for having me. You got such beautiful spirits. I was um, listening to all the podcasts throughout the week. And this platform is so needed in the community, especially for women in the male dominated field. Like, this is beautiful. You know, what you guys it's are It's actually female-dominated, but it feels male-dominated. Yeah, it feels male-dominated. Oh. There's more women in our industry. What? I always find that yep. crazy. Mm-hmm. I know, right? It seems like I'm running across a lot of males. <laughs> we got to be louder. <laughs> we do. No. We do. I don't. <laughs> we just need we to stick together and encourage each other. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being on Gia. Yes. Thank you so much. And you guys, if we have flourish coming up in November and if you want to attend flourish, it's, I promise you, there's never been a woman who's come who's regretted it and just go to theflourishevent.com and get your tickets today before they sell out. Love. We love you guys. God bless you.